Yeah, and then my verse, Super Bay Area. Super Bay Area verse. I say, pull up, get hit with that sheets when I walk in. Walking in my shoes and let's see who go the hardest. Headed to the hills, long way from apartments. Every single thing, Stevie touched on the arson. Hit the label with the single, said it's sick like I'm barfing. I just up the price, what you mean? Ain't no bargain. From the Middle East, not a foreigner, no Martian. Everybody on my corner going to eat, ain't no starving. Bay boy, drip down, fear of God. We ain't scary at the church, but we fearing God. At the function, we going to turn up if you here or not. We don't ever see your action. We just hear a lot. Hey, David. His parents are from a country that is no longer, and he grew up in one of the most culturally diverse areas of the country. In this episode of Testimony and Musician's Story, the Middle Eastern Bay Area rapper Mark Stevens shares his Christian testimony. Mark talks about his people being persecuted for their Christian faith and how his experience as a Rapzilla freshman has been a revival of his heart. Additionally, he breaks down Yeah Right, Say That featuring Portia Love, Run Up, and We The Wave featuring Mission in the four song breakdown. I'm Gaelica Brown, and this is Sound Seekers Presents Testimony, a Musician's Story. What's up, everybody? This is Mark Stevens, and this is my testimony. So let's start off with your first music memory, whether it be a song, music video, concert. Probably my mo my first music memory, most significant was probably Ludacris Area Codes. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. You remember that song, but uh, the do. moment I yeah <laughs> don't want to recite it, but yeah. uh, for some reason that you don't really help me in geography class. But uh, I'm yeah. just kidding. But uh, <laughs> um, but no, I, I remember when when I was a little kid, just that song was just so catchy to me, and it was so fun. And you know, I was just ludicrous. You know, like at the climax of his career, he was going crazy, and so. For some reason, it just stuck out to me. I think just the catchiness of it. And so that was probably the first music memory I had that I really latched onto where music was more than just sound. It was something that you can kind of hold on to and take with you and experience. So, um, yeah, I'd probably say that one was my first one. Okay. That's, I mean, Ludacris was doing big things in that area or that era. So, an area. Yeah, area yeah. and era. There, um, I don't know if you saw, but he was on the Breakfast Club, and they were talking about like your Mount Rushmores of Atlanta, who would be on it. Mm. Of course, Charlemagne the God didn't put Luda on the <laughs> on the list. How could he not? I mean, he did have. There's so many oh, artists God. in Atlanta, and you can oh. only pick what like four is on Mount Rushmore. Oh, okay. so, but um, Luda was fine. He was like, you know, I'm doing things that are getting, I'm not trying to just be relevant now. I'm trying to have, you know, a long lasting career. So yeah, his, years from now, I'll be on that Mount Rushmore. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he's so multidimensional, so talented, you know, just not, not just music, you know, mm -hmm. acting. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. And so where were you born and raised? I was born in San Jose, California and raised in San Jose, California. So south of San Francisco, Bay Area, Northern California. Um, yeah, I grew up in a, a pretty, pretty well established um, area and super grateful 
Uh, my parents both immigrated from the Middle East, so they left their war-torn countries. Um, they moved to Chicago, where that was kind of like the only place that they were able to go. And they had my older sister, and they felt like it was too cold to have a child in Chicago. <laughs> so they moved to San Jose, California, where a lot of my kind of people um, were Assyrian. That's like our Middle Eastern. Okay. And then, um, so like, you know, you know, similar uh, ethnicity groups, you know, they all migrate to different areas. Okay. So uh, they knew a lot of our kind of people in San Jose. And so uh, we moved there and uh, super grateful, great upbringing and um, awesome, diverse area. And um, but yeah, that's where I'm from. Okay. So well, I'm from Sacramento, if you didn't know that. Hey, it's Lynn. <laughs> So for those who aren't from NorCal and specifically aren't from the Bay, um, how would you describe like the, the diversity? And like you said, like your, your peoples were there as well. How would yeah. you describe that to those who don't know? Uh, I, I'm super grateful because having now traveled to a lot of different states in, this, in the United States and even in the world, just uh, I super appreciate the diversity that is within, you know, the Bay Area and even Sacramento. I, I believe Sacramento might be more of a diverse area than than uh, San Jose. I felt like I saw a research poll about that. I know at one point, like in the country, it was one of the most diverse cities, like maybe 10 plus years ago. But yeah. And so I'm so grateful for that because even in the climate that we live in now, it's like, I know black people. I know Asian people. I know Hispanic people. You know, I just, you just grew up around every different kind of looking person. Yeah. Realize that they're just as human as you, you know, and I'm just like so grateful for that because, you know, you know, people don't get that experience living in different states, you know, they're just used to more, you know, still segregated and, you know, I mean, you know, Northern California still has its parts, but, uh, for the most part, you know, I think we're, you know, you know, like you're in Sacramento and, you know, me in the Bay, like we saw all different kinds of people, you know, we yeah. all kind of, we was all in there together, you know, for yeah. the most part. Um, well, I'm out, I'm living in Atlanta right now. So. Okay. Yeah. So there, there's yeah. a difference. Like you said, when you travel, you definitely see the difference. Um, and a lot of experiences that we have growing up in that diversity, like other people don't don't even understand. They're like, "What? That sounds like a movie." <laughs> in a while, yeah, I, I'm I'm just realizing how fortunate we are to have that experience because nowadays that goes a long way. Just yeah, yeah, just even stuff in school. Like I don't know if you guys had like multicultural assemblies and stuff in school different multi yes, I, I'm sure we yeah I don't I don't really pay attention to school <laughs> <laughs> oh this organized school event oh yeah we're not there we're going to McDonald's across the street <laughs> but yeah okay so did you or do you have any siblings yeah I got an older sister uh who still lives in the bay um and so it's us two and my folks and Okay, so you grew up, you said you're Syrian, right? Uh, so you got to put the A in front Assyrian. of the Syrian. Sorry. It's a little different. There's no, it's all good. There's no country um, anymore. Uh, but like our people group, like kind of reside, kind of like dispersed all, all amongst the Middle Eastern countries. So like Iraq, Iran, 
you know, just those that whole different area, Lebanon. My mom's from Lebanon. My dad's from Iran, but they're both Assyrian. Got it. And so now, since we don't have a country anymore, we're still a people group, but we're like dispersed all over the world. So I, I, I have cousins that had to go to Australia, you know, when they left their Middle Eastern countries. And then I've got cousins in Chicago. Obviously, you know, my parents went there and then cousins in Boston as well. And then a lot of us are in like San Jose and Central California now. But um, so. Um, how do you feel like your parents literally, you know, came from a country and no, that no longer exists. So I know there's all kinds of like impact on that. But is you, I guess, like second generation of like having no country? How do you yeah. that, How does that play in your identity yeah you know i it's weird i feel like it's a missing piece of me um you know when my parents moved here they so you know they didn't obviously didn't like where they came from so they were just like hey we're we're american from now on you know so um they didn't like we went to like you know our cultural type church growing up like every once in a while so like we understood like that's who we were culturally you know, Assyrian and, you know, my parents would speak the language. We'd obviously hang, we'd have friends that are Assyrian too, that we grew up with. And so, um, so definitely, you know, experienced all that, but just, I don't know, just kind of thinking about it a little bit more. It's like, you know, our people don't have a country anymore. You know, it's different. I, you know, I don't know how to feel, you know, it's like, dang, we don't, we don't exist no more. You know, it's like, it's like we're going extinct or something. I mean, it's wild. I mean, coming from like a black person who we say like, we may not know exactly where we came from in Africa, just that we came from there, but there's yeah. still a continent and most likely that country is still there. So we know right. that much. We may right. not be able to trace it all the way back, but we know that much, but you don't have a country. <laughs> So yeah, that's why. But so I mean, similar, like you know, like we had, like you know, we're somewhere in the Middle East, you know, <laughs> we was somewhere from out there. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And um, so then, what was the predominant religion of the Middle East? So your parents are from. It's it's called um, Eastern Orthodox, but it's like a form of Christianity. Okay. Um, you know, more of a Catholic type vibe you know, priests lighting, the, you know, shaking the incense or whatever at the church service going behind the curtains and, uh, you know, do, uh, uh, you know, uh, giving their sacrifice, you're doing the sacrifice, you know, unto the Lord on your behalf, you know, like kind of, like, kind of Catholic vibes. So, uh, but yeah, like definitely like probably Christian um, is the most associated with my people group. So that's why like when you hear like persecution in those countries, you know, it's like my usually my people group who are still out there that are the ones that getting uh, persecuted for their faith, Christianity. So, um, so that's like, I mean, the persecution part isn't cool, but just you know, that's a blessing to you know kind of have that in our culture, you know, Christianity. So, um, but it was more so like of a cultural thing when we were growing up. So it's like, oh, our people go here on Sunday, but we didn't really know what was going on, you know, type vibe, but you know, at least as part of the culture, I guess was cool. So. Okay. So you were going to this church, um, mainly to be a part of the culture, be around your peoples. Um, when did your relationship with Christ form on your own? 
Yep. Uh, so I said there was a po- couple key moments um, that transpired over my youth. Like I had, we actually had some uh, Assyrian like friends that like gave their lives to like the Lord for real. It wasn't like just a church thing, and uh, they'd invite me to like youth camps and stuff like that. So there was a couple times like I went to like a youth camp, and you know I don't know if you ever get a chance to go to a youth camp where you know they bring in an awesome speaker and just really, you know, powerful time. And so I just had that kind of seed planted in me. Uh, my parents, uh, fortunately, they were able to put me in a Christian high school for the fr- my freshman year. Um, and so, you know, being in that environment, obviously, like, not all the kids were, you know, Christian or try to live that way. But, you know, the school would host speakers coming in. And just some really powerful moments. I remember, oh, man, like, I could sense God's presence, you know, but not really kind of put a language to it. So, but I, you know, took it as a seed in that time of my life. Um, And then it wasn't until right before um, I get to my, to college is where I met this Christian rapper who could freestyle for like 10 minutes and just make it sound, I mean, just the most amazing, talented rapper. And his testimony is super powerful. Him and his parents both got delivered from heroin. Um, and they gave their lives to Jesus. And this is the most tenderhearted, amazing people that I've ever met in my life. And the son, who was a rapper, was just incredible. I'm like, this dude, you know, you just hear music rap on the radio, you know, wherever, you know, you hear Bay Area rap and all that stuff. It's, it's lit, it's fun, or it's whatever. But here comes this dude who loves Jesus with all of his heart and can out-rap anybody. I was just, like, so blown away. Yeah. And- he really like he started to like take me out to like his concerts. He bring me in on his studio sessions where there were these other Christian men of God that were just like so lit, but they were like in the culture too. So I'm like, whoa, this is like how did how do these worlds collide? How's this happening? And so that totally blew my blew my world. Like just it, it was super cool. Lifted my you know God in the box lid. Um, it really opened up my heart. And so he long story short one night late one night we we're coming back from a studio session we did the sinner's prayer he led me to jesus he was super excited about it i'm like oh, okay i didn't really feel nothing but this is awesome um and then but that that's the summer right before i went to college to uc davis i barely got in i don't even know how i got in i had a terrible gpa dropped out of junior college went back kind of got my grades up a little bit but still had a terrible gpa but had a pretty good story you know write your personal essay i feel like that helped get me in shout out to my help me write it um, but I get in and, you know, I'm looking to, you know, go to a party, you know, obviously get my life to the Lord in the summertime, but didn't really know what to, how to walk that out. Yeah. And uh, these group of Christian students, um, they intercepted me on campus, invited me to their events, like right when I got on campus a couple of weeks in and, and just really encountered God for myself. I'm like, man, what are you guys doing? You guys coming here on your own accord? Like yeah. you guys are worshiping jesus and praying have prayer meetings and bible studies like what this don't make no see y'all parents didn't bring you here you know like (laughs) y'all in trouble by the university like no like (laughs) i was like they were really going after god and they were super nice and they loved on me you know so it was like i was like this is amazing i was so thankful to god that you know he plugged me into something like that i really encountered jesus for myself he became real to me you know, all those moments that I had in my life that I feel like those seeds were planted, they, you know, blossomed. I'm like, wow, that was the Lord's hand on my life, you know, every time. And, uh, and just, we just saw this presence every week, you know, in a, in a classroom that, you know, where they're teaching different subjects, 
we take over once a week and, and bring in our music equipment. And there 200 students would come out. I mean, this thing was lit. God was moving. People were giving their lives to Jesus. People were, were following Christ daily on a college secular campus. I mean, taking stands against, you know, immorality and just, you know, just some awesome stuff. You know, one time the university club, some club wanted to show a pornographic film and a group of our students went out there and, you know, they didn't, they didn't have a sign saying, Hey, you know, God hates you or whatever. He said, Hey, this stuff is bad for you. Jesus loves you. There's a better way. You know, there's a more healthy way and just loving on people, you know, and sharing Jesus and just, it was a really exciting time in my life. And, uh, uh, and yeah, really got saved and discipled there on the university campus and learned how to pray, read my Bible, how to, you know, outreach to others, share the good news, share the gospel with others. And um, so that's really where it turned up for me. That's, that's incredible. I don't, I mean, I've heard a lot of testimonies. Very few of them are about like pretty much getting saved on a college campus. Um, I've heard a couple, but that's, and I don't, I mean, growing up in that area and knowing UC Davis, um, you know, go Aggies. <laughs> like, I just didn't think it was going down like that on that campus. Yeah, no, it's amazing. There's a ministry that I was a part of that's been there for, golly, I'd probably say about 26, 27 years now. And uh, they have a house on campus and they just do outreaches every year. So, like, when students get to campus, they do these fun events. Like, you know, they'll do, like, a taco bar night. They do something in a mug night, which is super fun, where if you're a student, you can come, you can get a mug to go, you can take home with you, but they have all these, like, beverages that you come in, but they do these fun events, you know, to, to, you know, invite students to, and really just build with you there and just show you the love of Jesus. And, you know, that's what pulled me in. And they've been doing it ever since. That's what I do too. I'm at a different, I'm at Pacific um, okay. in Stockton. That's where okay. I, I do that. That's my full-time uh, job is, is uh, do college ministry on, on campus with, with college students. So. That's awesome. So yeah. it's full circle for you. Super full circle. Yeah. <laughs> It's been awesome. All right. And I noticed a car seat back there. So I'm assuming you're married. Yes. <laughs> Two kids, one five, met in the college ministry. That's where you, that's where it's a great place to meet. Okay. Your future person. So when um, you were at Davis, you met her. Yes. Yeah. Well, she was on a different campus, but we had like the same mutual friends. And so they introduced us to one another. And, uh, you know, we took a liking to each other and, um, you know, started to date and just it progressed and, you know, put a ring on it. And, and now we got the fan bam. Right on. And now you're doing interviews with car seats in the background. <laughs> real life, real life interviews. Real life. Yes. So how would you say God's presence looks like in your life personally, outside of the music, but just personally? Yeah, uh, I say um, um, definitely like in quiet times that I try to, you know, intentionally make, whether it's, um, you know, like I get on campus and I walk around and really just try to like tune in to like what God is speaking, you know, um, for this day, you know, like what he's wanting to do, you know, through me. And, um, so like, like even today, you know, just walking around campus, like, okay, God, like, you know, what do you have today? And, and just highlight different people, you know, for me to connect with and, um, <clears throat> just really like sensing his, his leading, his prompting, not necessarily like an audible voice, but just more so like a, 
you know, kind of like a locking in on something and just trying to follow that as best as I can. And, um, and you know, just throwing on some Mav City, you know, uh, <laughs> worship, um, you know, that always is helpful to just engage in that way. And, and obviously prayer, reading your Bible um, definitely, you know, helps, you know, just realizing his presence, you know. I'm going to switch it up a little bit and talk about what's trending on Twitter. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the duo, I believe, like R&B duo division. But they released a track list to their new joint project with Ty Dolla Sign called Cheers to Memories. Um, And I've just been noticing a lot that there's a lot of joint albums, artists coming together. Um, cool. Even in, you know, the CHH world with like Indie Tribe and Paris Carrera yeah. and Mary Man and everything. So lit. So why do you, um, why do you think that joint albums are like popular right now? I think, I think one, it's, I mean, there's probably a bad way to explain it, but uh, like, it's, it might be boring just to hear one voice for, you know, two minutes, you know, even though, you know, a song could be lit, but it's, it's almost like people need a little bit more diversity, you know, just, you know, in front of them, you know, and something to listen to. It's just cool, like, to have the different textures of voices and, you know, people are so gifted and unique in their own ways where, you know, it's just it's just a great medley, you know, like nowadays of, of having multiple artists on, on a project. And um, I think it's awesome. I think, you know, it just goes to show you we were always made for not to go deep, <laughs> but like it's made for relationship, you know, and hey, the Bible, the Bible been coming out with joint projects. It said two are greater than one. A triple braided, triple braided cord is not easily broken. So the Bible, Bible been on that hype. But, um, uh, but yeah, I think it's amazing. I just think of di- diversity in the sound, but still unified, you know, overall in the sound. Like you, like you said, Andy Trapp is a great example. I mean, each artist is incredibly fire on their own. I mean, incredibly fire on their own. But for them to come together, it's almost like, you know, I don't watch Marvel or, or you know, too much, but it's almost like all them cats coming together. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Panthers. Yeah, obviously I've seen the movie. I'm like, man, what am I not the same? But, uh, but yeah, it's all about like Avengers nowadays, you know? And uh, I think it's awesome. Yeah. So hearing about Ty Dolla Sign, I love Ty Dolla Sign. I mean, his music is super fire, so... You know him. I mean, yeah, he did that song with Lecrae. I it was yeah. so far. Actually, Lecrae debuted at um, what's that radio station in San Francisco? I iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. Heard of them? Well, and yeah, iHeart is like the umbrella yeah, big. Of a bunch of yeah, 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 yeah. So they have their like main HQ mm-hmm. in uh, in San Francisco. And long story short, we won like uh, two tickets to go and hear him live like debut like listening session and he was being interviewed by big bond you know big bond 106 came yell okay uh bay area radio station like hip-hop radio station but uh yeah we got in the building at iHeartRadio. radio lecrae was there we got to say what's up to him and take a picture or whatever and uh but he released the song that was the the first time it was being heard you know him and ty dollar sign and it was a cool moment but i was like man that is so lit now he's you know lecrae's going crazy with all that but um Okay, so um, let's start talking about your music start. How did you even get started in music? Um, 
I got started as a kid doing music. My parents uh, like forced me to do classical piano training for like 10 years. It was so agonizing, but uh, <laughs> grateful for it now. Obviously, like you're always grateful for what your parents try to instill in you, but not in the moment, but uh, definitely helped shape my musical like abilities. You know, obviously, if you're constantly playing piano, you're in a sense training your, you know, your ears and your mind to, you know, just know music and how to, you know, just do music stuff. And yeah. so, yeah, great, um, like foundation for me. And then started to make a turn for like more soulful music. I saw like I got into my sister's CD collection back in the day. And I saw like she's like had a Stevie Wonder, um, you know, album. And so I got my hands on that. So I listened to it. I'm like, wow, this is really like invigorating. So full of life music and just so like free and just creative and just amazing i mean you know the way that they would record music back in the day it was just like they was all in the studio and they'd record it all the way through you know yeah. and like <laughs> just hearing stevie wondered i mean it's just it was just incredible and so being able to capture that like just so captured my heart and and uh and just like yeah it was amazing and just like fell in love with the oldies you know stevie wonder started getting into like frank sinatra and just classics, you know, Ella Fitzgerald and just like real musical type stuff. Um, and so like really like took a liking for like even like movie scores, like Hans Zimmer, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and just like was like super nerd nerded out and that type of stuff. But like very musical, you know, I started just like the old composers like Beethoven, Mozart and just different guys like that. And um, so I'd say like that's the foundation. Obviously, like in high school started getting into rap, you know, like we talked about like ludicrous and stuff. And, um, and then the hyphy movement just went crazy where I was at. So every, every, um, you know, uh, high school part house party in the Bay area, like once you put on Mac Dre, the party, everybody go crazy. And so, still. you know, still <laughs> to this day, Mac Dre yeah. really like eternal ego crazy, man. Like Mac Dre, probably one of the most influential artists for me and just, he's amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah. So like kind of like experience on all that, you know? Mm -hmm. So now it's like, you know, hyphy, just like the vibes that like when Mac Dre came on, it's just like, like life change stopped for a set, you know, like just the world stopped and you just like in your own world, you know? And so, um, you know, that, and, you know, just kind of going from there, like, you know, kind of having a culmination of, of sounds now, just kind of in my, in my, uh, in my heart and just expression. Okay. So, I mean, that's how you got into like liking music and everything. But when did you actually start rapping? Um, I say like, like around the high school time, like, um, like I was on the basketball team and like when we would travel to games, like we'd hop on the bus and, you know, the, some of the guys would hit the, cushion you know seed and try to make a beat out of that and different guys would you know try to freestyle rap and so you know I kind of how I got my start and just um you know do a lot of freestyling for fun and obviously not good at it at all but it was just fun you know and then um fast forward you know I met that Christian rapper and he was just like so amazing so started to get around those guys and he was just like telling me like Mark you can 
you know, you can rap pretty, you know, pretty good too. Like you, you know, so totally believed in me in that, in that aspect. And so I started trying my own stuff, made some like, you know, start, I got a microphone and, you know, like got with some of my high school friends and we just like make music for fun. Um, but like, we were pretty good at it. Like, you know, like look back at I me, mean, it was trash, but like, you know, in the moment, in a moment, like we were better than like, you know, average, you know, like your average, like we were getting it on us, you know, digital, we were having MP3s of our stuff. We pull up to house parties and like perform and people will rock with us and stuff okay. like that. So it was lit, you know, so that's definitely how I got my start. And, um, and then kind of moved over to like, um, you know, when I became part of the ministry, I did, I've created like an anthem for the ministry. Like I got all these like super nerdy Christian kids to like say a line, like, you know, I wrote it for them, produced it like in my dorm and had all these, all, all these students over and we made a song. And, uh, um, so kind of like, that's kind of where it went to. And then got to, uh, you know, like really wanted to do it is when, um, I, uh, I um I made an anthem for our national college ministry, me and my boy Mikey P. And uh and I didn't realize like so many different college groups across the nation were playing that anthem that me and my boy just did for fun. We just wanted to do it from the we from the West, you know, out here we just want to rock, you know, and just turn up for the for the Christian ministry. And uh, but like I meet so many people, they would tell me like Mark. We, do, we play that song every time students come into our room for service. We play that song. We play that like all across the nation. So it got me thinking, I'm like, oh, okay, like people like they'll rock, you know, like all across the nation. If I put out stuff, they're rocking with me. And so that kind of put it in my like mind to like try to do some music and really put it out there. And so started to do that, met Mission. And then that's, that's where really where it turned up. And so he super believes in me. He's in Mario. I'm starting AOI NOM, all you done to me music group label. I need you to hop on. I was like, man, are you kidding me? That's a no brainer. Like, mission is he what? Yes. Being around him now, I mean, he's legendary, incredible, one of the best deliveries in the game, one of the best work ethics that I've ever seen as a like a full time rapper. He really lives it, loves his family, is so supportive of everybody never talk negative about any always pop i mean just incredible the real deal yeah and so being around him and but he you know he like challenges me though he's like mark you, you know you got you got to you got to really do this you know and so um so that's kind of where i'm at now is like you know just trying to go for it that's dope so um how long do you think you knew mission before you jumped on this label with them i i probably say for like maybe like a year we kind of like in passing we knew of each other we had a lot of mutual friends you know my friends knew that i was like trying to rap and stuff I was like oh man you should hit a mission you know um and so like i reached out to him a couple times we like connected and i just like was like hey can i just ask you questions on how to do this and um you know we just kind of connected that way and then started to kind of see each other at different things and then he wanted to start his label oh you know to me probably about a year in of us kind of just crossing paths and, you know, getting together like maybe a couple of times. Um, and he just like felt like, Hey, he sees me trying to do it. He's, he thought I was, you know, I was like decent enough to get on his label, you know, potential wise. And, and uh, he reached out and said, heck yeah, I ain't even got to pray about that. I'm on. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, our, our, our mutual pastor, like even like 
felt like God was like, hey, man, like, I think you guys, you guys could really do something cool. So, so it's cool. That's awesome. I love Mission. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> um, and then you're also this year Rapzilla freshman 2020. Yeah, let's go. It's so crazy. What? <laughs> How did you, I mean, obviously you're excited about that, but when you found out, like, what were your thoughts? Honestly, like, you know, I mixed emotions, you know, like uh, feelings of like, you know, inadequacy or like you don't belong, you know, not like truly believing in myself 100% to be in a place like that. Uh, but then also excitement and like, yeah, I've been doing this for a minute and like, you know, I'm like, I, I think I'm pretty dope. So definitely like, you know, mixed emotions uh, for sure. And, uh, but just excited. I think finally, like, I recognized um, in myself that, like, yeah, I, I do got what it takes to be dope and, you know, to kind of be on a platform like that and, you know, in a space and, and whatnot. And so super excited. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, so I appreciate them a lot. I mean, they've been doing so much for me and just all the other artists. Like, they're incredible. Rapzilla does an amazing job. And uh, they really like believed in me and like at times where I didn't believe in myself, you know? And so, uh, you know, I might've acted like, oh yeah, like, you know, I believe in myself, but you know, those feelings that you have sometimes that are, you know, your insecurities and whatnot, but um, just incredible. Like even the event that they put on in Atlanta, which we got to be part of like this whole year, last year, like I didn't want to do music no more. I was so hard to write. Yeah. Just like, kind of going through those like just emotions of like not really thinking this is like not like worth it because I feel like I could always like do music for fun like in my room you know like when I felt like it or whatever but just like really trying to go for it you know I just felt like ah, I don't know if I could do this anymore I didn't want to perform anywhere like I didn't want to I just I don't know just didn't really think of myself in that in that reality anymore and so but once this Rapzilla thing came around, it's like, and I got to perform in Atlanta. Like they gave every artist eight minutes on stage. And I just like, right before I get on stage, I'm like, I'm just like recollecting all like the time I've got to spend doing music my entire life. And here it is, I got to represent it for eight minutes of who I am. And I just felt like the love of God, just like, just take over my heart. And it was just so fun. And it was just such an amazing moment. And I just thank God, like, man, I got to experience something like that before it's all said and done. And uh, just like with personal, like I just experienced like a personal revival, like in my heart, mm. like, you know, I was just like, man, this is really awesome. Like, yeah, like I was born to express myself in this way, you know, and do this and impact and make music and, and really go for it. So just incredible, incredible, what an incredible experience. Yeah, I was there for that concert. It was hey. it was dope. I mean, it was like one of the one of the cool things I was excited about for moving out here because I just moved out here within the year. So, um, oh, no. yeah. So it's like I know there's a lot going on in Atlanta and there's a lot of Christian hip hop artists. I was like, there's going to be cool events that happen. And I was like, that was literally the first one that I went to. And I was like, wow, way with the whole pool party <laughs> experience and just the lineup um and just everyone who just showed up even if they weren't performing like there were so many artists there 
It's a good experience. So much love. Yeah. I like it. Was, it was I keep telling people it was like one of the best moments of my life. Like it was just incredible, incredible. What about that entire weekend though? How was that for you? Can break it down for the for us who didn't get to partake, or we might have just saw the concert. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, primarily, like, it was the concert, but they wanted to make the most out of it. So um, we flew in a couple of days in advance, and uh, um, we all stayed, like, at different Airbnbs. So it was really fun just to kind of, like, get to know the guys and, and gal to check us. Uh, shout out to Jekka. She was the gal in the group. Obviously, there's a lot of fire gal rappers that could have made that list, too. Um, but, uh, um, but yeah, like, we all, like, got to know each other. Like, it was really cool. Like, everybody was just, like, it was all love. Like, the moment everybody flew in, it was like, everybody was so excited to be there and be together. And it was really neat. And so, um, we kind of just kicked it for the first day, like let everybody kind of get into town from where they were coming from. And then, um, uh, breeze and Scooty took us to the, to the hood wing, wing stop, wing yeah. spot. Uh, we didn't go to wing stop. Yeah. The wing spot called touchdown wings. It was fire. They do like Chinese food and wings. I guess that's like an Atlanta thing. It was so yeah. fired up. <laughs> it's a South thing, really. But yeah, definitely <laughs> a lot in Atlanta. <laughs> so fire. So we got to kind of uh, break in the weekend, just, you know, having some fun stuff, eating some wings. And then the next day we shot a cypher that we all uh, did. Each each uh, freshman did like a rap verse on a cypher. And so we got to shoot that in a really cool warehouse. Jesus Loves You Company came out and they they gave every artist like their own box of like shirts and merch and like, it was just so cool. Like, shout out to them. And, you know, we got to shoot the video with uh, Ray Knowledge, who, oh, my goodness, just so gifted. Worked. I've never seen a videographer work that hard to get all the shots. Uh, yeah, he did such a great job. Shout out to Ray Knowledge. Uh, so that was a lot of fun um, being a part of. And then the next day, we kind of just, like, woke up and got ready for the show. And we did the show. And it was it was amazing. What an experience. And then after that, I got to I got to stay one more night. I got to stay with my good friend El Duan, uh, who moved out there recently to him and his wife. Uh, so I got to spend some time with some good friends. Um, but it was incredible. Like we still like we have a freshman chat that we're all part of. Yeah. You know, like you know, it's like so there's so much love. Yeah. There. Oh, like as a result of that, those couple of days all together, like it's really awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. And I saw that you had um, Kel Mitchell on IG vibing to say that then. So stinking cool. I'm like, when he said my name, I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, obviously, like, you know, when you're a kid and just growing up, you know, watching him on TV and here he is, like, just sold out for Jesus, you know, leading people to the Lord, doing Bible studies. And then when he waits to get on, waits for people to get on live, he's playing your song. I'm like, Oh, that's super cool. It's cool. Like he just show, shows a lot of us artists love like that. And uh, it was just cool. You know, just cool to see somebody of his, you know, life experience, you know, play, play my song. And yeah. And it was so funny. He was like drinking this big old Mason jar. I don't know what he was drinking. It looked like cold brew, but I don't know if he, like somebody would drink that big of a jar of cold brew. <laughs> somebody who's really into coffee like myself. And so I thought it'd be funny if I did like a side to side video where he's kind of like vibing to the song. I'm vibing to the song. I got my big old Mason jar and cold brew too. And, but it was awesome. It was super lit. And that was a cool moment for sure. Oh yes. The kid from, you know, all that and Good Burger. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> and um, it also looks like 
you have the support. I mean, obviously, if you're with Mission, you have the support of the former RS. R oh my gosh, rock, paper, scissors. So RPSMG, RPSMG yeah. support. I was oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Just, I mean, you think about some of like the best to ever do it musically in the in the space and the genre i mean from sound to you know lyricism i mean just from movement standpoint like i even i wore uh during the cypher where they were shooting the rap music the video for the cypher in atlanta i i, I intentionally wore uh mission and brandon have these shirts like vintage uh vintage shirt that they created it was like rpsmg and aoi and om Mm. Like, I wanted to wear that because I feel like those guys really like have been my biggest inspiration and help and um, just really feel like, man, they're so much a part of like what I'm doing now. And so, yeah, they're the ones for sure. I love <laughs> them. I just I also just love hearing just the Bay Area sound and all over like the Christian hip hop playlist and just it's lit right now. It's <laughs> I, like. It's, I'm trying to figure out my, like, obviously that's a big, you know, just kind of hearing my upbringing and, you know, you being from the area too, you know how, how influential that sound is just to, I mean, us locally, but you know, worldwide too, but it's like, I got like music side, you know, like a musical side to me too, but like, it's always like, man, I just want to do the Bay Area, you know, joints, but we're trying to figure it out, but <laughs> So you gotta try to have um, a mix. You can't just yeah. It's, it's the mix for me. It's yeah. the mix for me. Yeah. And I saw you have a new song on to something with V Rose. Yes. She's also from the area, Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. No, I forget that. Yeah, yeah. she's from. Sacramento. <laughs> you know, we really got some legends came out that way. Yes. Yeah, that's the new one just dropped um, today. Uh, super excited. V-Rose just went to town on that one. Just She's just flawless in her singing ability. Totally killed it. And uh, it's a fun song. I'm super excited about it. It's, it's, it's dope. Do a little singing on there. So. Cool. All right. Awesome. And then I want to move on to our four-song breakdown where the artist raps, four. recites a verse, and discusses what's going on between the, the lines of the song story. Uh, so for you, I had selected Yeah Right, uh, say that with Portia Love, run up and wave with me. Great selection. So, if you don't mind starting with, yeah, right, just picking a verse and you can recite it, wrap it, and then just break it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, right. Um, super fun. One of them, like, kind of the baby type beats. Um, and, uh, I really like the hook and some of the metaphors that I say in the verse are super fun to me. Um, so yeah, yeah, right. Um, I, I, I probably like my, my favorite four bars in that uh, song. Um, I say, uh, I shoot my shot and I'm feeling like, no, yeah, yeah. I shoot my shot and I'm feeling like Devin. I'm in the book of John feeling so legend. Satan, like, can we talk? My name is not Tevin Campbell. Remember that Tevin Campbell song? Can we talk? Oh, damn, I had to sing it. <laughs> Girl, I want to know your name. Yes. 
No, so that kind of that, that you know that was that was super fun to me. Those those handful of lines there, um, you know, it was just a playful playful song for me. It was super fun. Uh, so that was like kind of one of my more, more, more catchier songs. And I think it's doing probably one of the better ones streaming wise. And so I might have to run something back like that. Okay. And say that with Portia Love. From the heart of the Bay Area, produced by none other than Dars, the GOAT Bay Area producer going crazy. Um, that song was a lot of fun. I pulled up to Dars' studio. He lives in the Bay. And uh, I said, hey, man, can we cook something up? And he just started playing and he went crazy on the beat per usual. And so, you know, we try to make the hook super catchy. Um, you know, say that then, hey, say that then. Yeah, and then my verse, super Bay Area, super Bay Area verse. I say, pull up, get hit with that sheets when I walk in, walking in my shoes and let's see who go the hardest. Headed to the hills, long way from apartments. Every single thing, Stevie touched on the arson. Hit the label with the single, said it's sick like I'm barfing. I just up the price, what you mean? Ain't no bargain. From the Middle East, not a foreigner, no Martian. Everybody on my corner going eat, ain't no starving. Bay boy drip down, fear of God. We ain't scary at the church, but we fearing God. At the function, we gonna turn up if you here or not. We don't ever see your action, we just hear a lot. Hey, they do the talking, the doing, peace. I'm at the table, you know, it's a feast. Four or five chains ain't no tamer in the beast. He coming back, don't get hit with that shit. Say that then, yeah. Say that then. It's lit. <laughs> Definitely lit. Okay. That, I mean, that is so Bay Area. Like, everything no, that is so Bay Area. When I, I went to that second four, you know, I kind of started off like I got to start off a song, but then when I went to hit the label with the single, said it's sick, like I'm barfing. That's all I hear you. The single said it's sick, like I'm barfing. I just set the price. What you mean? Ain't no bargain. Front of yeah, it went crazy. It went crazy. So why the decision to put Portia Love on that Bay Area sound? Because Portia's from Detroit, and uh, Detroit, Detroit, and and the Bay, like like our. Bro and sis, like they got a similar sound out there too. And Portia, we did a song. She got me on her song Ghetto a couple years ago. She reached out to me, didn't know me, we didn't know each other. And she reached out and was just like, Hey, like I heard about you. Like, this like a, I need like a West Coast, you know, type rapper. And we just became instant buddies. And she's so amazing. She's going super crazy right now. And uh, but anyways, like she got me on that song. We had such a good time, it was a lot of fun, and just build up this awesome friendship. And then when I made that song, I'm like, wait a minute, I, I I think I need Portia on this second verse. And she went so crazy. I mean, the punchline she had in there, I mean, each one is like you could put it as an Instagram caption like for days. So she went super crazy. Mm. Shout out to you going extremely crazy right now. She is. And, yeah, when she came out to do the video, like I learned a lot from her too. Like just the way that she moves, you know, like in her music career. And like she's really like led by the lord and like not every opportunity like is you know a god opportunity and like just hearing that from her like it's so cool and to see where she's at right now and all the open doors and the opportunities that she's getting she's so i was super inspired by portia she's amazing so um i actually will be interviewing her tomorrow so oh <laughs> so i'm excited to, to, get, to know, get to know more of her 
Because I honestly, I didn't know, I didn't know of her until the Robzilla concert. Okay, yeah, yeah. She got to pull it up a couple times. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. All George Rose's songs. Obviously, she came up for Say That Then, but. Because yeah. I was like, who is that? <laughs> and then she yeah. was just like everywhere. Now, like, I see Portia Love everywhere. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Portia Love everywhere. All right. Uh, let's do Run Up. Yeah, run up. Um, I, we originally did that to a different beat in my house. We were just like, I actually made it. I made the beat myself, and then we uh, obviously get it mixed and mastered by uh, somebody else. And Brandon, talking about RPSMG, Brandon P. He mixed it for me, and he and he totally switched up the beat. Thank God, because he totally took it took it way up, like you know that RPSMG notch. So super grateful for Brandon for doing that, but. Uh, yeah, that song is like, you know, like a real catchy vibe, you know, a little bit more singing, just like kind of more bouncy too. So, you know, got to run up to go up. Yeah. Don't tell us, show us. Yeah. Got to run up to go up. Yeah. Don't tell us, show us. Yeah. Got to run up to go up. Yeah. Just real king of selling show us. Yeah. OG told me I could be a star. I found who I was and that's on God. Had to make it through a whole lot. Had up going when the saints when they march. Gotta run up to go up, yeah. Don't tell us, show us, yeah. Gotta run up to go up, yeah. Don't tell us, show us. You know way the way the way the uh, Brandon made the beat bounce is going crazy. So yeah, that was a fun like bouncy song. You know, it was a little like kind of like diversifying my sound and and I really enjoyed that that song front to back. It was it, it was fire for sure. Okay. And We The Way featuring Mission. Yes, we made that song in Mission's kitchen. And we recorded the vocals in his pantry. <laughs> so we were, okay. we were really cooking up in the kitchen, y'all. We were literally. Literally. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was fun. Yeah, just like me and Mission during that time, we were doing a verse a day for 16 days straight and we would drop it on Instagram. And so we'd like find like a beat online that was already a song, you know, like that was already out and we took the instrumental and we, so we were just like in this writing frenzy and uh, we heard this beat and we're like, man, okay, this could be a song. And so we started writing the hook and um, did our own verses, but it was like, you one of them like catchy ones. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, we the wave. Ah! We the wave right before I eat. I'm a pray. Watch me lean, watch me sway. We gonna work it up all day. I'm a beast. You the pray. Watch me do my dance like that. Yeah. Watch me lean, watch me sway. We gonna run it up all day. You know, just real catchy yeah. anthem type vibe. Super fun to perform and Mission killed his verse per usual. And uh yeah, it's one of them, you know, just wavy anthem chant. Big vibes. Big vibes for sure. I'm sorry, wait, can you hold on? My grandma is here. Yep. She hey, what's up, grandma? <laughs> hold on, grandma. Hold on. I, I've got about hey, so the fam almost done, like 10 more minutes, okay? All good. No worries. Oh, you talking to grandma? Okay, my bad. 
Wide Earp about to be on is about the autoplay, okay? This episode ended, the autoplay will come on. Don't worry, Wide Earp ain't going nowhere. Who, who, who was this? Who? I'm um, weak. Hey, Grandma Brown, how are you doing? I'm Mark. Nice to meet you. Nice, nice to meet you, Mark. Nice to meet you. You can, you can call me Mother Brown. You can call me Mother Brown. Hey, Mother Brown. Pleased to meet you. Hey, I'm pleased to meet you, young man. I, I was trying to figure out what's going on over here. Kept hearing all these yees and then yada yada means and then all kinds of stuff. Didn't didn't know what was going on. So, so right, was, right. Well, hello. Okay, you you must be from uh from the Bay Area. That's what it sounds like. I am, Mama Brown. I am. Sure am. Okay, I know a little something about the Bay. You know. I'm from the south. Okay, I, see you. I moved on up to, to Sacramento. Been 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 out here for years. I'm raised all my kids, okay. my grandkids, and everything. Yeah. Uh, okay. You you mind if I say a little prayer for you, Mark? Oh, please do. We'll be honored. Oh, okay, Lord. I just I just want to thank you for this young man, Mark. Mock just like in the Gospels, even though he don't he don't spare mock like the way they spell it in the Gospels. I think mm. he 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 got a C instead of a K. I, Lord, I I just don't know what's wrong with these kids these days and these spellings. Always using just the opposite letter, Lord. But but mock mock from the Bible. Let's let's say a little prayer for mock. I'm. I'm just glad, Lord, that he is making music in your name, Lord. Even if he's saying all kinds of sound effects that don't make no sense, no words, like ye and yada and all that stuff. I don't know what ye is, Lord, but as long as he yeet yeeing for the Lord, as long as he is yeet yeeing for you, Lord, I don't care what it is that he say. He can yada da mean in the name of Jesus all day, Lord. Just yada da mean in the name of Jesus, Lord. I'm just so glad just to see young folk like him, just what they call it, uh, hypey? Hype, hype, hype it, hype it for Jesus, Lord. Yes, uh, yes. You know, making hype music, uh, just, just like Mac Jesus. No, no, yes. Mac Dre, rest in peace, Mac Dre. You know, I still get a little yes. turn up at the functions when them young kids play that little Mac Dre. But I'm just glad that he macking for Jesus. This this Mark macking for Amen. Jesus. He went from, from performing at house parties to making worship music, Lord. I, yeah. That's that's a testimony, Lord. That's a testimony. And I just pray that he find balance and, and balance and not just making all Bay Area half the sound and music, even though I love the way that sound. Just get my hips moving mm -hmm. and Lord, you know I love to dance. They used to call me Black Beauty back in the day. I still like to <laughs> shake it and I can shake it in the name of Jesus to young men like him. Yeah. So Lord, help him find that balance of, of Bay Area and, and all kinds of worldly sounds that represent you, Lord. I pray these things, Lord, in your son's name. Amen. Yes. Amen. Appreciate that. Yo, you're welcome, yeah. young man. I'll let you get back to my grandbaby, Gaylika. Nice. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the prayer. You're welcome. He ready for you, gay leaker.
Let me go put it on my white herb. You know I love me some white herb. Such a handsome man. Such a handsome man. Hey, Grandma hey. Lynn. <laughs> Thank you for entertaining my grandma. You see Lynn. She, she is lit. Grandma is fine. Grandma always lit. <laughs> so I want to ask, how does God's presence look like in your life musically? How does God's presence uh, work in my life musically? Um, you know, to be honest, I'd say mostly, um, mostly like when I'm playing piano, like I could feel God's pleasure over me when I'm playing piano. I feel like yeah uh, so, I, so i definitely sense that um and then you know there's times where like i feel like where i'm just like kind of super raw like recording onto a microphone not necessarily like writing something but letting whatever it is inside of me to just transfer onto the microphone and i try to get as like raw as possible and don't think too much about anything and just like really be one with the uh with the music that I'm currently recording to. And just like, you know, kind of just feel like, you know, just kind of like being my authentic self and just really sensing God's presence there. Um, and, you know, that's, a, that's kind of a hard place to get to sometimes where, you know, like, oh, I'm trying to make a song like this or that, you know, you kind of forget about, you know, like God's presence on, you know, just, you know, just in the busyness of trying to, to do different things. But I'll probably say that, yeah, like in my more sincere raw moments is where I sense God's pleasure and, and presence. Right on. Okay. And now that you've completed this interview, um, who would you like to see me interview next? Whose testimony would you like to hear? Portia Love. What? Well, I already <laughs> got her on the list. <laughs> but maybe. Uh, yeah, that's dope. You know, um, I, who's super awesome. Who's, I don't know if you've got him before, but Elijah Jaron, um, he's a, he's an awesome, awesome brother, friend name? of mine. What's the name? Uh, oh, Elijah Jaron. Okay. Yeah. He's from Sacramento, born and raised, amazing artist. Oh. Uh, super distant. Yeah. He's, How do you he's spell incredible. his last name. Uh, J A R O N. Okay. I have to look him up. Yep. Yeah. He'd be super fire. He's, he's awesome. And then another kid that I that I love, he's amazing. He's also from Sacramento. His name is ZDRX. C, like as in cat? Uh, Z, Z as in zebra. Z. Dior, like, the, you know, the brand okay. X. And uh, he's a really cool kid um, who's just, he's just going after it. He, him and uh, another guy uh, named Emilio, he's also a rapper too. Also another great, great artist uh, to look into. They just drove to Texas to open up for the Invasion Tour. Okay. So they literally drove from Sacramento all the way to Texas. Yeah. And so they're, you know, just young, young kids that are really, you know, trying to go, go after, you know, what's in yeah. their heart. And, and uh, so he'd be cool on there. Cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me in your car. <laughs> I know. I wish I was in my office. But <laughs> show you the it's all but. good. I'm <laughs> glad you made the interview appointment. So yeah. appreciate that. Thanks for reaching out and, and let me be a part of this. And I uh, really appreciate your questions and like getting to know me and really drawing that out. And, and grandma too was lit. <laughs> Thanks. And hey, what's up? Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for watching the show. 
however you consume us, thank you. Please subscribe to the show. And if you really enjoy the content, please leave a review. It really does help with the ranking of the show. And if you want to go an extra mile, share the show, share this episode. And for all things testimony, visit testimonystories.com. Until next time, I'm Gilika Brown, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.